0: Who is this stranger? What did you call me? A stranger? Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard your voice in like a month. Mm, sorry about that. I messed <laughs> up my schedules. That's okay. It's not like we only have a couple of episodes left or anything. Ah, uh, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep, we'll probably slip in one more. Well, yep. I mean, we have to because this isn't our last. Are we? Gonna do something
0: for the last episode.
1: (laughs) I mean, we have to. What that's gonna be, I don't know yet. But there Mm -hmm. has to be something. So let me know
0: when you come up with a good idea. (laughs) 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 All right. Should have saved the the snack exchanges for the last episode or something. Hmm. That would have been a good filler.
1: Physically and Put, completely change the genre of the show and do taste testing. It's our last episode. I could do something completely different.
0: We could, do could talk like about ATP movie review or something.
1: Uh, an Android. Show. Yeah. I was going to say talk about Android for an hour and a half.
0: Oof. I I mean I don't know that I have enough to say about Android to fill an hour and a half, but I could try. I still <laughs> found myself one missing Windows Phone, like in this last week. I was on eBay, I was searching for a Lumia 1520, um, which in my mind was was one of the the better Windows phones that ever existed, and I was debating whether or not I could use one today. But I I think it's probably, of the limited apps that existed for Windows Phone, I bet none of them work now. Very slim chance.
1: What do you mean you could use one today, as in your day-to-day phone?
0: Uh, yeah, not, not as, as in like I've, I had any desire to replace my iPhone. I just thought it would be fun to have and play with, I guess. I don't know. I just miss Windows phone so much. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> what was it? A Lumia 5220.
1: Loop 1520. Let me have a gander.
0: It's it was oh, just a yeah. big,
1: big Windows phone. But this is the, the classic games. Windows Phone in my books.
0: Well, just the Lumia series in general was like I think the nine twenty is is the most quintessential Windows Phone. The ten twenty was like the nine twenty with a with a forty megapixel camera strapped to the back, which was super cool. It still takes pretty good pictures even by today's standards. And that and is the a camera bomb. Was like wow, a big screen, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got like a real xenon tube flash on the back and everything.
1: Impressive! Wow, an actual flash. Yeah, is so. that what flashes are? Xenon tubes. Yeah. Hmm.
0: There you go. So yeah, those 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 Lumia Windows phones were really nice. I I had a nine twenty, and at a few like I like a Samsung Windows phone. Um. And I tried buying a 1520, I tried trading like an iPhone 5S for a 1520 because that was how I, that was a big way that I was switching phones every few months. Uh, Like back when I was doing that, I was just trading them on Craigslist and it ended Mm -hmm. up being one of those things where like the guy never showed up. So I never, Mm. never got the 1520. Classic Craigslist experience. Uh huh. So I assume I, I had some interesting experiences on Craigslist. I don't know what I was trading I was trading an iPhone for maybe I was trading on iPhone 5 for my 920 initially and I, I put on Craigslist that offer and I, I had someone who offered to meet me but what it was was it was a kid acting as a, a middleman because they found, someone else on Craigslist who was offering a 920 for, I don't don't remember how this worked out. Someone else on Craigslist was trading a 920 and I was trading a 5S for a 920. And he like coordinated the three of us to show up and none of us realized that's what was happening until the two ends of the deal, me and the person with the 920 showed up And the guy in the middle didn't, so the the person and I made the trade, and then the kid showed up, he had something to gain out of it, but I don't remember what it was anymore, money or something. Was it
1: perhaps that one of the sides was contributing money as, as well as the phone?
0: Probably because because I imagine the 920 wasn't worth the same as a new iPhone 5 at the time, but I, I really don't remember what he had to gain anymore. But he was super disappointed because he showed up after the fact, and we had already realized that we were that we could just trade each other and move on. Ah,
1: uh, right. That's that's quite a scheme for someone to try and <laughs> to try and run. <laughs> right. There are way too many factors to
0: work out and to go wrong. Yeah. So, and especially when you are a kid who can't drive yourself. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how he expect, how how did you make the trade? Because it must have been not the trade you agreed on in the first place because, or one of you must have had not the trade you agreed on because the kid would have not got anything out of it if that was the case.
0: Yeah. I remember we met a McDonald's. I showed up and this other person showed up and I saw this person standing around with a Lumia phone. But for some reason, I knew it wasn't the person that I was there to meet. Maybe because I was expecting a guy or something. And this was a woman. Um, but it was it was coming past our, our time to have met like by 10 minutes or so. And this, this woman like turned around and walked out. And as she was walking out, I I ran over to ask her, you know, if she was there to meet some kid too. And she said, yeah. And I said, I think that, you know, he's trying to facilitate some kind of trade between us and, you know, we can just skip him. And I, I have the phone that you want. And, uh, she had to go out to the car to ask her husband about it first. And he decided that was fine, I guess. And so she came back in and traded me. But yeah, I I have I really can't remember what was different about the trade. But it worked out.
1: Well, folks, tune in to show 129 as David racks his memory for the next two weeks <laughs> and relates the entire truthful story in uh-huh. its entirety as our finale. You know,
0: you know what's tricky about trading phones? As... You know, I I was kind of a kid, too. I was like 18 or so when I was doing all the trading a bunch. Um, when you only have one phone and you're trying to do a Craigslist swap, but you want to make sure your phone is wiped before you trade it to someone, <laughs> you kind of have to make the arrangement ahead of time and then wipe the phone and just hope that they didn't try to reach you again. Um, it's like trying to sell something before
1: phones existed. <laughs> How did that even work?
0: Yeah, but it's it's really one sw- one-sided cuz the other side, you know, assumes like, "Hey, I can't find you. I should I should be able to call you to to you know, like ask what car you're in or um call to cancel or or anything else." And so, like with that 1520, I was sitting in a parking lot with a wiped iPhone 5s, and I remember like resetting the iPhone and re-logging in to try to call this person cuz it'd been like 30 minutes and Ugh. they hadn't showed up and <laughs>
1: But I thought burner phones were a thing in your country. Couldn't you have a burner phone?
0: I I guess I could have paid, like... I mean, you can, like, walk into any store and pay $15 and have a phone. Um, so I suppose I could have done that. But uh, I either wasn't smart enough or just didn't have any money at all. <laughs> mm. Which probably mm. both.
1: <laughs> You're plenty smart, I'm sure it was the money thing
0: my my very first cell phone was i guess kind of a burner phone i i I don't know how old I would have been. It was like the sixth grade or something, but I like rode my bike down to a dollar store and and paid fifteen dollars for a a little brick cell phone um and set it up, and my my dad threw it away because I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah. It was a burner then, wasn't it? I had the best phone number ever, though, on that phone. It was, it was 702-7002. Very memorable. So, yeah, it was a good phone number, but it's gone now.
1: Can you buy a burner phone and then just keep the phone number that comes with it and... Transport it to other phones?
0: Yeah, you can transfer phone numbers between carriers Mm, or anything else.
1: How do you take ownership of that phone number, though?
0: Most cell phone companies can facilitate that on their end. So, like, when you go to get a new account, you can say, I want to transfer my number, and they have the ability to reach out to your previous carrier Uh, and get that transferred. Yeah, gotcha. So... Like, when my, my parents dropped their landline, my dad was able to make their landline number his cell phone number. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Doesn't it have, like, a landline area
0: code, though? Uh, I mean, area codes are you know tied to the area you're in, so cell phones and landlines have the same area codes if they're uh, located in the same place.
1: Not in this country, they don't. Cell phones have their own area code. Huh. Every cell phone number starts with 04 as the area code, but my landline starts with 08 for my state. But, yeah. Really? All the phones, countrywide,
0: mobile, 04. Oh, yeah. Our our mobile phones share the the pre-established area codes that landlines in the area had. Um, Makes sense. Although, any more these days... eh, (laughs) It doesn't make sense, really, because people move around so much and they keep their, you know, area code from wherever they're from. So you basically just have to consider everyone having, you know, 10 digit phone numbers now because area codes don't tell you much anymore. Interestingly, there's no 04 in your phone number. Uh, The leading
1: zero gets dropped when you add the country code. So it should be plus 614. Mm
0: hmm. I don't like that at Does all. Does that match up? Yeah.
1: With, what? You don't like it?
0: I don't like that your phone number can change, right? Like, <laughs> like the area code part of my phone number is 913. And when you, you, you drop put plus, when you, plus one on the front, you don't drop any digits. You just add another <laughs> to the front. Maybe that's an anomaly with zero. I don't know. <laughs> but even landline numbers are the same. You Drop the leading zero on all of them. So... So, if they all start with zero, why do you have to dial zero at all? Why is there a zero? I don't know.
1: Maybe you don't have to dial it. Maybe there's a plan that one day we would have more states than nine. And so, they thought, mm-hmm. we well, better start it with zero. And then there never were more states. Yeah. You have the opportunity to expand still. <laughs> As we absorb New Zealand under our
0: flag. <laughs> Do you have the um, ability to to not dial the area code if you're dialing like inter like or interstate numbers?
1: Intrastate, so within my state, yeah. There's no need to dial the area code, except some okay. carriers are really bad with that and they force you to do it anyway. But all the good carriers don't make you do that. Uh, okay, yeah. It seems like like, they should know where you're calling from. So, if there's no area code, it's a local number. Yeah, they can make that assumption.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Confusingly, my work phone is in another state, just being like a a Teams number, so I can call it from anywhere, and occasionally I do make the mistake of calling a local number, forgetting I'm not actually calling a local number, and then getting someone mildly (laughs) annoyed because they've had this happen... You know, a dozen times in the last dozen years.
0: I, I rarely hand dial numbers anymore. They're all just tapping a, a face or name in my contact list.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Wonder I, why I do it. Yeah, why do you oh, do that? D- why <laughs> do I do it?
0: <laughs> anyway. So you you found oh you found a uh American food aisle. In one of your grocery stores. Mmm, I did. <laughs>
1: Just uh, walking along and there it was, out of the blue. <laughs> um, I bought some Pop-Tarts. They were mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah, really nice. Addictively.
0: Which one did you tell uh-huh. me to buy
1: again? Was it cookies and cream? I told you to try the s'mores one. S'mores, all right. I bought whichever one you told me to buy. Yeah, it was great. Okay. I liked it. Uh, a whole bunch okay. of... Cereals as well. Um, mm-hmm. I see they had Reese's cereal. Reese's Puffs. Yeah, I do need to try mm-hmm. that. I think of all the ones there, probably I'll try Reese's and maybe the Cinnamon Toast Crunch just because I've heard those words together or maybe mm-hmm. seen it in a movie. It sounds enticing.
0: Yeah, I think those are the, the better of the two. At least in the picture you sent me here, the only other, only other ones are... S'mores cereal, which is not really even popular here, and Oreo O's, which are fine but pretty generic, I would say. It's not something special worth trying. Yeah, Oreos are nothing special, are they? Yeah. And they have Hershey's syrup. Mmm, sounds disgusting. (laughs) That's like a, a, a household... Staple. You got to have that to make your chocolate milk. You got to have that to like put on top of ice cream. Is it like ice magic, where it hardens when it gets cold? Uh, No, it's not a hardening chocolate. Hmm. Well, I'll try it. Eight dollars for a bottle doesn't sound too bad, but when you look
1: at the cereals, it's like twelve dollars for a box of cereal. That's a little (laughs) bit excessive.
0: Yeah, I like that. Right in the middle of all the American food, there's like the the afterpay advertisements. So like you, you make payments on your pop tarts. <laughs> Man,
1: if you're making payments on your groceries, you've got some problems going on. I reckon. <laughs> so
0: very I unusual. Did, I didn't realize that uh, marshmallow fluff was a uh, unique to the states thing. Hmm. Must
1: be. I'm pretty sure I've tried it before, so I'm not going to bother trying that again.
0: Yeah, it's just I, like
1: putting sugar on your bread, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like a spreadable marshmallow. Basically, uh, it's not something that I have very often, but you can. What when do I have it? Like make sandwiches out of it. You put a a little bit of marshmallow fluff and like some sliced banana and some peanut butter, and that's called a fluffer nutter. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's the only thing I can think of. I, yeah, I, I don't think I've had it since I was a kid. Fluffernutter.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll do it for you, David. Okay. You gotta try everything in the American food aisle. Well, I'll try fluffernutters. <laughs> that's what I'm committing to.
0: Okay. You gotta put some Hershey syrup on it too. Okay. and others with Hershey syrup. Okay.
1: Sorry <laughs> to hear about your grandfather as well, by the way. Oh, thank you.
0: I uh received uh a few sympathy cards in the mail from, from my neighbors, which mm. I thought was interesting because, you know, I didn't tell them. So mm. that means that they, they maybe it's an old person thing. They just have a habit of watching obituaries, it's, and then, it's definitely an old person thing. <laughs> and then, uh, like my neighbors on on like directly next to me on both sides of the house, both independently mailed me cards. Like instead of like talking to me or just handing them to me, I received them in the mail, which I also thought was interesting. Just in your letterbox, or did they go through the system? Yeah, they went through the system. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did they know it was your grandfather?
0: Well, you know, obituary... Well, besides the fact that um, I have the same name as him, uh, obituaries have, like, the the list of... of relatives right so it would have said that he leaves behind his son his grandson his great granddaughter and so they probably could have lined that up and seen my name and my daughter's name in there how do they know your last name i I mean i know my neighbor's last names is that weird (laughs)
1: um yes i think so (laughs) (laughs) i barely know my neighbor's first names in fact i've got one neighbor who often comes to my door. His name is Bob, and I always call him Bill to start with, which is very embarrassing. I just can't get past (laughs) his head.
0: I, first of all, last names aren't really private information. Like a lot of people have their last name, like printed on the front of their house or written like on a stone engraved in their front yard or something like that. So it's really obvious what people's last names are. But, to avoid that kind of awkwardness, I have, like, a... Um, it's its just a screenshot of, like, a Google satellite view of my street. And then, like, as I meet people, I write their names on top of their houses so I can remember people's <laughs> names and where they live. Nice. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I, I know... much more neighborly than my area.
0: <laughs> I don't understand how that can be that, that you wouldn't be very close with your neighbors because your your uh, neighborhood is is much more tightly packed than mine is like if, it true. feels like you're right on top of your neighbors
1: that's true we are definitely packed in a lot more than you seem to be maybe yeah. that just lends itself to anonymity and uh,
0: isolation Got you gotta find privacy somewhere
1: I suppose. And if it's not your own home, where is it?
0: <laughs> I do have
1: my surname uh, in like a metal cutout on my porch, by the way, but that's because it's a German thing, not an Australian thing. Uh, and it was created or in, uh, cut out of steel, I guess, by Yasmin's dad and sent over from Germany. Uh, oh, because nice. in Germany, they won't even deliver a letter to you unless your name is on the door.
0: Oh, really? Mm. I'm, we kind of have something like that here. Um, the, the post office needs to know the names of the people living at the house. But they, they put like a little sticker in the mailbox with people's names. So when they open the mailbox to put the mail in, you know, they can see the name inside.
1: Ah, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, but there's—it's not strongly enforced because I still get mail for like the previous residents and stuff here. So,
1: mm, yeah, yeah. And it's like the days when you just sent. You led to like, you know, Mister Freeman, Kansas Post Office. <laughs> oh Kansas, right, <laughs> United States. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was plenty. Right. (laughs) I was just wondering, my first Mm -hmm. word in our show notes today. It's just a a wonder that I had. It's not really a topic. Okay. But if you type servo into Apple Maps exactly as I've typed it in the note, what does Apple Maps show you? And if Uh, it shows mm -hmm. you nothing or businesses called servo, maybe have a guess at what you think it would
0: show you okay let me get apple maps pulled up i'm getting all the prompts because i've never pulled it up on this computer all right servo interesting uh so it's it's showing me all the gas stations in the area
1: ah okay cool
0: yes that is expected behavior
1: i was wondering if uh It was something that they'd localised for Apple Maps Australia or not, Um, but it appears to be
0: worldwide. How is that
1: related? (laughs) Uh, Servo is Australian slang for service station, aka petrol station, aka gas station. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Service station um, is is you know not unheard of thing to call gas stations here. Yeah, okay.
1: So, servos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have other slang uh, as
1: well? Yes. We have uh o which Bottle. doesn't work. <laughs> Bottle-O. <laughs> Go and buy some <laughs> buy some beers from the bottle-o. <laughs> Okay. Okay.
0: But unfortunately that doesn't give any good results I, I like the Australian way of, of shortening things, It's just cut the word in half and put an O on the end <laughs> too right Davo.
1: <laughs> which is precisely what you would be called if you were in Australia Devo <laughs> yep, I like it anyway, that's S- the end of so that so what topic. would you be? Jmo? me no, it doesn't work, unfortunately. James O. Uh, there's a lot of uh, etymological technicalities uh, which must be adhered to. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Jame J- O just doesn't work. It doesn't match the rules. But Joe. No, I think Jimmy.
0: Jimmy. That's longer than James. Unfortunately,
1: which is why very <laughs> few
0: people use it. <laughs>
1: What do you get shortened to?
0: What do I get shortened to? Mm. Dave. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I have a, a neighbor named Dalebert, which I guess is the long version of Dale. I just didn't realize that that was... I thought Dale was a name, but I guess it's anything.
1: <laughs> I can see why they shortened it. <laughs> Doesn't really roll off the tongue, poor old Dalebert. (laughs) (laughs) From the days of Egbert, Dilbert, (laughs) Dalebert. Uh huh. What is what is
0: Bert as a suffix? Why do names end in Bert? Let's see. The old English Bort and old High German Berat. Were used in personal masculine and femul- feminine names. Okay, so it used to used to be a, an ending for masculine names. I don't know. For no obvious mm. reason. Just that it has its origins in the Germanic language. Mm. Adalbert. I don't know what that is. Adelbert. I guess these are notable German names. Dale Bert's nice because it's a uh, name you can, you have two nicknames. You could be Dale or Bert.
1: Hmm. There
0: you go. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go. Bert comes. Uh, Bert means bright, famous, and noble. Hmm. From Old English, Old High German, and Common German. Female version being Berta.
0: Berta. Yeah, there you go, Dave, but... Dave Burt. Dave <laughs> Burt. James Burt. I'm happy to accept that, Jim Burt. S on the end of your name messes with everything. Exactly. It's got to be Jim Burt. Jim Burt. <laughs> Jimmy Burt. Okay. See, I thought you were doing something fun with servos. When you, when you put that note oh, in Oh, the... like the little things that control things?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, unfortunately, not. That's why you should always spell out whatever your topic is in the show notes. Doesn't lead shouldn't to any any inflated expectations. Shouldn't be ambiguous about things. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um order of topics today is a bit random, but Apple mm-hmm. card savings accounts available.
0: I assume just in the United States <laughs> just in, well, it's not going to be here. that's for sure. yeah especially cause I think you have to have an Apple, an Apple card to actually set up the savings account. Um, but yeah, it finally launched after months of, of talking about it and it ended up being pretty good savings account with a 4.15% interest rate is, is far better than anything that, you know, I had elsewhere. Um, so, I I haven't I've set up the account, but I haven't moved money around because it's it's such a headache to move all your money from one bank to another. Uh, so, I I just it exists, and my my Apple card has been depositing, you know, my daily cash back into it, but but that's the extent of it so far. But at some point, I'm gonna have to try to move money around because that's a significantly higher interest rate. That I'm getting anywhere else. It's a huge interest rate. I've never even seen a
1: savings account with an interest rate that high. So it might explain why there's so much deposited in the first weeks. But can you just use it like a normal bank account?
0: Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is a normal bank account with Goldman Sachs that Apple just has a fancy UI, you know, to view. But you know, you get all the basic. Goldman Sachs functionality too, so so I have an you know a routing number and an account number that I could tie to my my paycheck for direct deposits or auto billing through anywhere else. Um. But you can't transact oh, yeah. with it, is that right? Um, I mean, I could. I I, I don't think there's any limitations I, on that. Like, is there a a card connected to this account that you can just pay bills? Oh, with? I see. No, there's no, there's no, there's no physical card, but lots of, uh, like auto billing, you can set up, you know, to pull directly from a bank account. So no card number required. Right. So that, that part would work. Um, but yeah, if I wanted to spend that money, like on, with a debit card or something, it'd have to be transferred to a checking account.
1: And then how is that managed? Is it all within the Wallet app on your phone?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all within the Wallet app. It's the same as, well, I guess maybe you don't know this, but it's the same as the, the, the uh, Apple Card stuff where you can just link other bank accounts and there's uh, deposit and withdrawal buttons and I can send money between accounts pretty easily. Um, it, it being a savings account, I guess it takes... A couple days, which I think is, I guess, it's probably weird to you because I think all bank transfers are instant in every other country than the United States. Mm, not really. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can I can add and withdraw money. My and my daily cash gets deposited in there automatically for my Apple Card, so it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and then it's got a maximum balance of two hundred and fifty grand, which is pretty good. 5% on that, or almost 5% on that, 4% on that, I should say, is, is, um, is decent, really decent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think 250 is just the maximum they got insured through the FDIC, so that makes sense. Um, and oh, what is this as a business to Apple? I'm not sure they're obviously getting some kind of kickback from goldman sachs i would assume right because the business of banking is you know they lend your money out to other people uh so they get a higher interest rate on those loans than they're paying you so they they make the difference and i guess part of that difference will then be split between goldman sachs and apple Hmm. okay either that or they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts i don't know you mm. side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going with the first one so they're yeah. leveraging the massive customer base and company trust to to get money to, right. to gather massive amounts of money in not them but in a bank and then taking a small cut
0: I mean Apple's getting pretty fully immersed in the 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 payment banking business these days with their credit card and savings account and their pay later service uh, i know goldman sachs backs the the credit card and the, and the savings account but the the pay later stuff that they do that you know they're financing that 100 themselves so i wouldn't be surprised if if they try to continue down that road and eventually move away from being partnered with someone uh, to facilitate those services and and they can make even more money off of credit cards and savings accounts that way. I wonder how long it is before I get the
1: Apple Pay Later placard in my local American food
0: aisle. <laughs> I think I think you've got a lot of services that need to come your way before you can use Apple Pay later, you can need the Apple Card. Well, I guess you don't need the Apple Card because it's just any Apple Pay transaction. So maybe they will bring it to your country.
1: Mm. Yeah, we're really lacking. Well, the whole world's lacking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Besides, besides the United States, don't even have uh, what do you call it? Apple Pay between people, between friends.
0: Oh, really? Apple, nope. Apple Pay Cash or whatever? Mm. Yeah, not even that. Wow. But it' not as needed in other countries because you guys have the banks that can, can do that automatically, right?
1: Yeah. Like
0: banks facilitate that.
1: Yeah, it's not perfect. And I suppose it still isn't going to be perfect when Apple Pay Cash comes here because not everyone
0: has an iPhone, but mm-hmm. yeah, we get by. We just have three or four apps to do that because for some reason our banks won't. Won't. Sounds frustrating. Yep.
1: If I was to send someone money, though, with my phone, I would be making a complete guess as to whether it was instant or arriving in the next
0: three days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least our apps, you, you kind of get to choose. Most apps have both tiers, and... One's like it charges you a dollar or whatever to do an instant transfer, and, and then the other one is free but it takes a couple of days. Uh,
1: right. Yep. All right. So you've been <laughs> flating yourself with your vacuum. <laughs> is that what you mean? That's, I, I mean, that's literally what you wrote in the show notes. I said playing. Oh, wait, my sorry. Vacuum. Playing. Playing. <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> I mean, the words are quite similar. Yeah. 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 Well, Can you think back to the last time those words were used, what the context was in this podcast?
1: I'm not sure if this is from a dream or not. Hang on, wait. Now I'm really not sure. Now I'm thinking about it. No, this can't be right. Uh, Playing with a vacuum. Mm -hmm. I'm almost embarrassed to describe what I can remember, because I'm not sure if it's (laughs) related to us in any way.
0: (laughs) You had just gotten (laughs) a delivery, and then we started the podcast, and then as soon as it ended, you're like, alright, now I'm going to go play with my vacuum.
1: Ah. No, I don't remember that at all.
0: (laughs) It was a robot vacuum that that you had just received.
1: Right, okay.
0: Mm. So, so... I I have also just received one, and i'd been I've been waiting on on getting one since I bought this house a year ago, mm-hmm. um, because I I knew that this this vacuum specifically was around the corner. And I wanted to wait for it to come out and buy the newest thing. Uh, okay. So, so what I purchased was the Roborock S8 Pro Ultra. Ooh, okay. And this is the, the latest robot vacuum from Roborock, but it's, it's also a, like a robot mop as well for hard surfaces. Mm -hmm. And the coolest thing about it is the docking station it comes with. So when it's done cleaning the house, you know, it's got that self empty trash bin feature. So you don't have to empty out the robot vacuum every time. Uh, but also has uh, clean and dirty water reservoirs, so it fills mm. fills up its reservoir with clean water. It empties out the dirty water. It's got a spinning brush in the base to clean off the mop head, and it's got a dryer built in the, to dry the mop head so it doesn't get like old or moldy or stinky. So it 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 cleans itself. It refreshes its water. It empties the trash bin all on its own.
1: That is insane <laughs> how much it can do. <laughs> yeah. The dock looks massive. Is it as big as it looks?
0: Uh it's it's a good size. You know, it's a couple feet tall. So like mm-hmm. two thirds of a meter. <laughs> um, <laughs> two thirds of a meter. Okay. I don't know how you how you
1: <laughs> how you
0: break up those measurements over there. <laughs>
1: It's base ten so you can just you know you know 66 centimeters
0: 66 centimeters okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway it, it's it's a decent size um but I have it like tucked away under it under a table where it's out of the way. so okay it's tuckable yeah yeah so I've had it for the the better part of the last week and so far it's it's been really good it's got a, like a, a spinning lidar scanner on top to map the house so it does a really good job with that it's got some kind of like lidar or dot scanner on the front of it for detecting obstacles or objects uh, and so far it hasn't sucked anything up So, so I think Mm -hmm. that's a good sign. Um, the, the previous high end robot vacuum from Roborock, the, the S7 Max V had like a, uh, like a real RGB camera on the front of it. And it did like computer Mm -hmm. vision to detect obstacles, but I guess people were uncomfortable with that. And so they replaced it with this, this dot scanning technology or whatever. Um, the, the cool thing about the, this, this new S8 is it's the first Roborock to have like dual spinning brush heads for, for picking up dirt, uh, instead of like a single spinning brush, which I think, um, the Roombas had some kind of patent or something. They were the only ones that had the dual brush heads for, for the longest time. And it's very good at picking stuff up but they had some kind of exclusive right to it that like ran out this year. So Roborock implemented Mm it. Um, so that's
1: Are you talking about the, like the out the front spinny brush or the, like the, the main one?
0: Yeah. I'm talking about the main one on the bottom. Right. So it's, it's got like, like two cylinders that they spin in opposite directions to, to like pick stuff up and suck it into Mm -hmm. the vacuum. Um, what else compared to the the S7 the S8's mop head uh it can like lift itself up when you're on carpet so it's not like dragging on the carpet uh, and that's why i don't lower-
1: leave my vacuum in vacuum mop mode combo all the time because i mean it would just it would mop the carpets otherwise oh so right. genius yeah,
0: yeah. So, and this is cool. It lowers the mop down, and then when it's actually in mopping mode, it like it doesn't just drag the mop; it like vibrates the mop, so it's like doing a little bit of scrubbing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, that seems to work well. Um, yeah, it's all around. So far, I'm very happy with it. It's it's a good good robot vacuum. So, what I'm trying to figure out at the moment is what the ideal schedule to have it run on is. Uh, and I think I've narrowed in on a, a schedule that's, that's going to work for me. I, I haven't gone through a full week yet to, to see how I like it, but, uh, basically I have not mop the kitchen daily because the kitchen always mm-hmm. has stuff falling on the floor dropping. Um, I've only got, you know, my daughter here half the week and the half the week she's here is is when the dining room always gets messy. <laughs> so mm. for the half of the week she's here, I also have the the dining room included in that daily mopping and vacuuming. So it cleans up the dining room and the kitchen daily, basically. Uh, and then at the end of the week, like at the end of Sundays when, when she's gone, it does like a full house clean where it it, it it mops and vacuums the whole house. And then I also have it do a vacuum of the main rooms in the house on Wednesday. So it does like my room, the hallway, the living room and my office. So the spaces that I'm in during the week, it does a midweek cleanup there. And I, th- and that's what I'm trying at the moment.
1: And because it's got this 3d mapping, does it mean you don't have to clear the floors before it runs? Cause that's the thing for me. I can't ever mm. put on a schedule because the floors have to be, emptied of all random left behind objects
0: before it right runs. yeah that's that's the idea is it, it it can work around those things and not only that like I get notifications in the app it's like it shows me like hey there's a shoe here in the living room <laughs> <laughs> so it can kind of recognize some of the things like it, when it works around my office it like avoids the perimeter walls a little more because I have so many wires and it like marks on the map there's like hey there's cables laying all around the floor here mm. yep so. It it does a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, cables are endlessly a problem for me.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that that I would trust it entirely to like just leave loose wires hanging like laying in the floor, but that's not usually the case in my house.
1: And everything's more or less at the same level, so you don't have to worry about any zones that it can't reach. Besides, you know, carport or basement or something crazy like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. My house is a ranch, so like all the living space is on one level. Uh, yeah, like you said, my, my, my base is a ranch. What does that mean? Yeah, Uh ranch-style home you is have, just uh, you have horses. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, ranch style just means a house that the the living space is all on one level. It's a very common phrase <laughs> in the United Never States. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah okay well technically my, my floor plan is called a raised ranch so I've got one floor of living space but it's above the garage and basement which is technically ground level um, so you have to like walk upstairs to get my front door but yeah my, my garage doesn't need vacuuming so. where are the horses that's what I'm wondering <laughs> those are in the stable yeah. Ah, not on the ranch. Okay. Right, in the stable. Hmm. Very unusual. So do you, so you still have your robot vacuum as well?
1: Yes, I do still have mine. Sitting next to me keeping me company at the moment.
0: <laughs> uh, but but do you get much use out of it, or is it just something that Like you said, it's not scheduled, so you just kind of have to clean the whole house up and then tell it to run.
1: Yeah. So, we tend to do the thing where if we're going to leave the house, all of us at the same time, then we'll just do like, all right, let's clear the floors and let it run as we leave the house. Um, Mm -hmm. The other use case we have for it is after dinner, probably every night after dinner, just let it run under the dining table. Mm -hmm. Um. We went for many years without any other form of vacuum, but my parents just happened to be throwing out their vacuum because, well, by the time I was aware of the situation, mum had given up on it and bought a brand new one, and then I had a look at it and found you just hadn't cleaned it properly, mum. So, we inherited a <laughs> very decent Miele vacuum. Um, so, hmm. we do now have just a standard vacuum as well as the robot vacuum, but- yeah, we went for years without anything besides the robot vacuum, so it does the job. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't think- clean itself. doesn't change its own water,
0: but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just got to
0: get an upgrade. Yours is... Yeah. It's not a Roborock, but it's like a subsidiary or something, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think. Viomi and Roborock are the same company or under the same holding company of Xiaomi? Is that right? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. I don't know if they started as one company or were just all both bought by Xiaomi and kept as two entities. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But Viomi seems to be the cheaper line. Uh, of the Roborock.
0: Which, generally, Roborock is, well, once you get to the crazy docking stations like I have, it's not much better. But I was going to say, Roborock is, is generally a cheaper brand than like getting a, like a Roomba or something.
1: Mm, right. But I don't know anyone that has Roombas. Everyone has the cheaper brands. Like you say, there's not that
0: much cheaper when you get the top end of Roborock, but still, it's there's really not a reason anymore because, you know, generally speaking, the Roborocks or the Neatmos or the Ecovacs, all of those are cheaper than Roombas and they clean better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really, I I think I've I've mentioned this channel before, but. I really recommend the Vacuum Wars YouTube channel where they they compare mm-hmm. all all these vacuums and the Roomba's are never, you know, at the top of their pack in any category and it's always mm. these cheaper brands. So yeah, there's there's no reason to get the name brand these days.
1: There you go. How the
0: mighty fall. Mhm. So, next thing on my list is Robot lawnmower. Hmm. You have enough lawn to make that worthwhile? Uh, I mean, probably not. Like, I don't even have a, enough lawn to to justify having like a riding lawnmower. I I push mower <laughs> like takes not enough lawn what? to justify a
1: ride-on lawnmower.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. If you've got a big yard, then you need a big lawnmower, or else you can spend all day mowing it. <laughs> poor you if I <laughs> no but i've I've got an electric lawnmower it's it's a push mower but it only it takes me less than an hour to mow my whole yard front and back so um there's there's not really a, a good reason to have one I just think it'd be neat do you have the battery operated or corded mains power electric lawnmower it's it's battery operated all of my yard tools have like they they use the same battery so I can switch between my leaf blower or my lawnmower, or my weed eater and it just swap batteries between them
1: nice yeah weed eater good. hey that sounds novel
0: what <laughs> a, a string trimmer is that what you uh, for good ass? uh,
1: uh no we actually have a, a very cool name for this appliance we call it a snipper.
0: A whipper snipper, okay. Because <laughs> it whips and it snips. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe once upon a time weed eater was like a name brand mm-hmm. and it made it into the common vernacular here in the States at least. But uh Yeah, it's just, just the name for it now. But I think string trimmer is the generic name. Whippersnipper. Yeah,
1: our generic oh. name is line trimmer, but whippersnippers mm. Whatever
0: I'll call it, I like it. So yeah, I've I've got I don't know like serious tool. People are gonna make fun of me. All of my appliances are Ryobi, which is like,
1: Oh, uh, yeah, One Plus. Uh, is it that? Isn't that the Ryobi line where you can just put the same battery in everything?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the phone company One Plus. I was like, oh, they related. related somehow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, one plus specifically is the Ryobi 18 volt line, which I, I have right. their power tools like drills and stuff, but my, my big yard appliances run on their 40 volt batteries. So the uh, Ryobi okay. HP plus or whatever it's called. So, but okay. So that's a brand over there as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay so I mean they're, they're, they're the cheap tools here like right? because people are gonna be like you should get a Milwaukee or a DeWalt but mm-hmm. I've, I've liked my Rovia stuff just fine and it's a lot cheaper mm.
1: seems these brands are pretty universal then because we've definitely got the Milwaukee's DeWalt's and a few others Makita yeah Makita Azito—that's yeah. the crap one that you don't buy. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, and and count your
0: lucky stars—you haven't. <laughs> I think Ma- Milwaukee technically makes Ryobi tools. I found a whole article of people asking how Ryobi gets away with having one plus when the company also exists. Um. Oh. it's on the one plus like the, the one plus phone uh like community forum page <laughs> this company's named their product range one plus surely it isn't allowed with trademarks and copyright
1: and are there any uh any answers uh
0: right we been making one plus power tools long before this company was even conceived <laughs> <laughs> so how did the phone maker get away with it then hmm um, I don't know. I mean, I think um, that generally there has to be risk of confusion of the brands for the, for a trademark argument to be made. I don't think anyone's gonna confuse a power drill with a cell phone. So,
1: are they not both battery operated appliances? I can see a case for a legal suit, a lawsuit.
0: Y- y- you should be a trademark lawyer. Mm. I'll consider it. <laughs> I just went on a uh, purchasing spree in these last few weeks, I guess, in in my <laughs> uh, depression from not getting to, to talk to you. I had to fill that void and it, it was with gadgets. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So the next gadget on my list, uh, it actually was uh, inspired by my mom. She... Sent me a question asking for, like a, a a multi-device charger, like charging station that she could put in her house to charge all of her devices. Um, mm. But she, she specified something that wouldn't burn her house down. Uh, so I mm, looked that's into tricky then. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I looked into uh the Apple store and and what like multi-device hubs Apple carries and like certifies or says you know works with iPhone made for iPhone that, that they endorse. And I found this really cool product made by Skosh. Um it's a modular charging system. So so it's got like you can clip together pieces. So it's got like a chi pad that you can set stuff on. You can buy an Apple mm-hmm. Watch pad to clip in charge apple watch it's got like a multi-device thing which is just you know like segmented dividers to set your devices in with a bunch of usb ports in the back oh yeah um so i i recommended this to her but then the more i was looking at it the more i thought this would be really good for my trip coming up at the end of the month to disney world because i've got to charge two apple watches two of the the disney smart bands that like they, ah, they act as your room key charged. and your park ticket. I need to charge right. cell phones and I need to, like, rechargeable batteries. Um, so I've got, you know, like seven or eight devices that I'm going to be charging every day. That's going to be a mess. And so what I did was I, I bought this modular system as well with the multi-device charger with a bunch of USB ports and a cheap pad on it and mm-hmm. two, two Apple Watch Um, connections as well so it's this very long uh, hub device but it lets me charge everything all at once with one cable um, and i'm pretty impressed with it you've already used it then yeah i have it set up um when when i'm not using it you know when i'm done traveling Mm -hmm. it's going to be like the it's it's gonna live in my guest bedroom. For, so when people are coming over, whatever device they have to charge, they they can charge yeah, it on no that. No matter what. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. So I set it up. I tried it out. I plugged in all the watches, all the Disney bands, cell phones, batteries, AirPods, iPad, and it just charged everything. It Was great. And and immediately a huge fire ensued. <laughs> uh, it it didn't burn down my house. And it hasn't burned down my mom's house either because she did buy it. And it's surprisingly a reasonable price. Like, it's, it's $50 US for the multi-device charger with a cheap G-pad.
1: Yeah, it seems like not a lot of money for a lot of stuff from Skosh, a brand since 1980. So, not some uh, pop-up that just hasn't been put out of business due to too many arson
0: lawsuits. Right. Yeah, this is a good brand. They've made phone accessory products forever Uh, and you know Apple endorses them enough to carry them in their own stores so I think that's Mm. pretty high recommendation in my book
1: Hmm. and
0: it's completely modular so you can build it out to be whatever you need
1: Skosh founded in Southern California in a garage in 1980 there you go
0: Okay, maybe it was next door to the garage that Apple was founded in.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm still surprised I've never heard of this company. They seem to make good stuff at a good price. Oh, yeah. And they've been
0: around forever. It's, it's a common name in the States. They make a lot of, like, car accessories. Like, before cell phones were big, they had... Mm-hmm. Um, you mostly saw them in the automotive departments, it seems like. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. It's going to be a good travel charger, I think. Yeah, it looks like it. Not too heavy then? No, it's not heavy at all. It's actually fairly lightweight. Mm. So I get like quite a bit.
1: So this isn't the end of your shopping spree. The the uh, the loneliness really. <laughs> I really felt it dug into your but, heart over the last yeah, few weeks. A,
0: didn't get to talk to you and it's like the impending end of the podcast i felt that coming it was really alone gnawing at my soul
1: you really needed the company of the vacuum and Mm -hmm. these other electrical gadgets
0: (laughs) so well yeah go on when i got this house a year ago um and was ordering blinds for all the windows. Uh, one thing I, I specifically wanted to make sure was that the blinds that I got at that time were going to be something that would be compatible with like a smart blind add on in the future. Cause I knew such products like that existed a year ago, but nothing that worked natively with home kit. Um, so I was trying to prepare myself and compatible just means basically it uses a rod to adjust the the tilt of the blinds versus like a string system, um, mm. because all the add-ons they either replace the rod or they attach to the rod directly to to spin it. Um, but in the last few weeks, SwitchBot uh, they didn't release a new uh, product entirely, but their hub device gained Matter support, which means that it can now be used in HomeKit. So I, I picked up a couple SwitchBot Tilt devices, uh, just a couple to put in my office because I wanted to do a test run with them. And they're Hub 2, which is... It's a pretty cool little hub because it's not just a little box that plugs in and acts as a relay. It actually has some functionality. It's got like a, a temperature sensor and a humidity sensor... And it's got a few um, smart buttons on it so I can I can use those as action buttons to, c- to control accessories. Um, but I got I got all those ordered and set up in my office. and I had kind of a rocky start with these switchbot devices. Uh, first of all, the hub, only allows you to pair and expose to HomeKit six devices, which Hmm. six isn't enough for all the windows in my house.
1: Seems Um, like a strange limitation to have.
0: Yeah, but they did introduce this functionality where you could group devices together and they would treat them as one device, which Hmm. makes sense in a lot of rooms in my house because I've got a lot of rooms that, like, you know, double wide windows with two blinds. So I can group those together as a single window. And that makes sense. And my office is one of those. However, when I went in to do it in the app, I I received notifications like, um, there was an, I was an issue, f- discover this functionality, you know, please wait for a software update in the future, you know, for this grouping functionality to be available. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So that was frustrating. The second thing was these, Smart Home blind controllers, they just have a USB c port on them, and they've got a battery in them, so you can charge them up periodically if that's the way you want to do it. You could leave them plugged in if you have a way to do that near your window, or they've got solar panels that plug in and like stick to the window to recharge the device during the day and it also acts as a daylight sensor so it can like trigger automations based on the outside light ah, levels nice. So, I thought that was cool, but I, I plugged it in and set it up, and apparently, even in my south-facing window, which here in the Northern Hemisphere, that means it's getting the most sunlight, uh, even on my south-facing window, it, they said it wasn't receiving enough sunlight to charge. So, I was... Is that f- just a guess, though? You know, like,
1: some charges you plug into an iPad and it doesn't show you the charging symbol, but... If you were to leave it in there long enough, it would eventually charge
0: no, so the switchbot app has like a a whole chart where it's like it maps out the amount of light level the, the solar panel received during the day and um it specifically said it has to receive at least a light level six to charge at all, and it was like averaging like two or three are
1: your windows protected with something are they double glazed UV
0: filter I don't know. No, photon filter they're not so i'll get to that in a minute but i i got frustrated with that i ended up pulling solar panels out i did have an outlet right there so what i did was i just i plugged both of the, the devices in like permanently um and and hid the cables like in the valence of my blinds so you can't tell they're plugged in but they are and i thought that was going to solve the problem and it does uh, but what i i Learned was there was a firmware update uh, that apparently makes those solar panels work better and either track more accurately or charge on less sunlight or something. So I need to try it again, but I gotta get back up on a ladder and pull everything out and stick the solar panels back in the window. So I don't know if I'll ever actually get around to it. On a ladder? How high is your ceiling? it's not a super high ceiling, but you know, my blinds are up at the top. So it's eight, you know, seven, eight feet up in the air.
1: Mm, wow. it's,
0: it's just easier to get up and anyway, um, but there's a firmware update that makes those work better. And apparently, well, not apparently it did re-enable grouping for those devices. But the way you have to get firmware updates from SwitchBot is very, very odd. I had to, send a request like through the support button in their app and say like, hey, mm-hmm. my my blind tilts are on the 1.2 firmware and I, w- I want the 2.0 firmware. And then they said, okay, and they pushed it to me and then I could download it and up and install them, install this new firmware. Why would they make but you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I think it might have to do with specifically jumping from the the 1.0 firmware to the 2.0 because the support document on their website says like if you have you know 2.0 or higher you know you'll be able to upgrade just fine but if you have 1.0 then you need to contact support so maybe there's a risk of something breaking and i, I don't know maybe auto update didn't exist before 2.0 and so they have to manually push it but it was weird. But it was quick. You know, they did it in a day. I just sent a message, and I had, I had the update in the app the next day. And and once I installed the update, I could group those devices together, uh, and then I could expose them to HomeKit through the hub. And, and now I've got HomeKit blind controls from my office, at least. And I've been giving them a test run, and so far they've worked great so I maybe need to give the solar panel thing a try because in my my office plugging it in is fine I've already got tons of wires running everywhere Uh, but as I make the rest of the blinds in my house smart I don't necessarily want a wire running to the outlet from every window so I need to test and see if this new firmware really solves the problem or not
1: even if it doesn't think it's getting enough power it probably is charging the battery to some degree so, even if it says you do have six months of charge of a battery, the solar, power the solar panel is probably going to, you know, double or triple or quadruple that. Despite what the app says about not reaching
0: level six, where's the power going otherwise? It's going to power the the daylight sensing circuitry and the solar panel itself. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> I don't know. More. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know how long these batteries last. Like worst case scenario, if, if they do last six months, like you say, um, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world to top them up twice a year. If I had to just, you know, walk around with a battery pack and plug them in for three hours or so. But the, the hub itself communicates with HomeKit over matter, which is great, but the tilt devices connect to the hub over Bluetooth And I don't necessarily trust a Bluetooth accessory to last six months.
1: Mm, There's plenty of Bluetooth stuff that lasts longer than that, though. I'd be more worried about the servo
0: using power than the
1: Bluetooth part of
0: it. Well, yeah, I'm sure it takes quite a bit of power to, to open and close the blinds, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to play with it. But my my initial impressions are are mixed to good. Once I got everything actually set up, I've I've been happy with it.
1: Yeah, it does seem like a really easy thing to smarten up your home with. Annoyingly, I just replaced two rooms worth of spinny handle blinds with pull cord
0: blinds. Which seems to be going in the wrong direction. Well you're not you know completely blocked out from smart home accessories you can you can swap out the 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 tilt hardware itself like if you do take down your blinds you can you can order just uh like a string to twist um not an upgrade but you know a lateral move i guess
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) it's it's a completely separate component i guess is what i'm saying so you can swap out that the mechanics of that without having to replace your blinds entirely
1: i thought it would be a case of like your entire blinds unit would have to be from a smart home accessory maker not just a simple add-on to existing blinds
0: well yeah there certainly are like lutron makes the serena line of smart shades um but that's really expensive <laughs> and it'd be much cheaper just to to upgrade your windows one at a time not that blinds are cheap on their own but um mm. Yeah, this this is this is the route I I could afford to go. So this is mm. what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: And was that the end of your shopping trip? Uh that was the end of the things I bought that are interesting to this podcast. I bought like a tree swing <laughs> for my backyard for Elizabeth. A tree swing?
1: Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you weren't the only one to go shopping in our off weeks. Okay. I do went shopping um, what did you get prompted somewhat by well, what did I
0: get I wrote it in the show notes did you not read them I, no I was giving you the opportunity to introduce it I didn't want to steal the thunder <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing the role of the listener here ah what did you get what did you buy <laughs> what interesting topic is coming
1: up next uh, exactly maybe I should just save it for the next show <laughs> <laughs> cliffhanger I'm James EDM on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> no, prompted by the ATP guys, I bought an e-reader uh, mm-hmm. since our last show. Yeah. Um, did you? Mm, what did you get? I got a Kobo. Okay. So, I have been an owner of Kindles in the past. Um, I think I've had two Kindles. Wouldn't for the life of me remember what models they were. But... I do remember firstly hating that they were micro USB and secondly, just not liking buying books because it seemed like a waste of money when books were so readily available uh, physically in other places such as the library, such as thrift shops, etc. I'm sure there was probably a way to borrow books on the Kindle but maybe I wasn't aware of it or maybe there wasn't at the time whenever I was playing with it but the Kobo... Uh, has OverDrive integration. And OverDrive is like the the, um, the public library system all gathered up into one's like, overarching service. I suppose it's a bad way to describe it, but roughly that. Um, okay. So, yeah, I convinced myself that I would not be going down the same road if I was to buy another e-reader and just to borrow books via overdrive uh, on the Kobo. Um, And the other part of that being how does it charge? Well, of course, if I'm going to buy something in 2023, it's got to be Mm USB-C. There were three Kobos that were USB-C. They've got the Clara 2E, the Libra 2 and the Sage. The Sage was a little bit out of my price range. Libra 2 happened to be on special and the other advantage it had over the Clara was one inch bigger screen. So it was seven inch instead of six inches and it has buttons to turn the page, which I very much fancied. Uh, So that's what I ended up with, a Kobo Libra 2. And after a few days of using it, Yasmin was utterly convinced uh, and ended up buying a Clara 2E. So now we have two Kobo's in the house, uh, one of each oh, wow. of those USB-C models. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, yeah. Any ans- and the- any questions about the difference between the two? I'm more than ready to answer.
0: Okay, so I'm just, I'm just looking at them here on the website. This, from what I can tell, the Clara doesn't have page turn buttons?
1: That's right. The Clara 2E is... Just like an e-ink screen with a bezel and that's it. A power button on the back and a bezel. That's it. There's nothing else to it, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you you turn the page with a tap or a swipe, which is really good. Before Yasmin bought it, I tried out just doing that on my Libra without using the buttons and it works perfectly. So, Mm -hmm. unless you're someone who doesn't like fingerprints on their screen of any degree, um, yeah, it's fine just to navigate pages with the screen itself with taps and swipes. Nice. They both have the Comfort Light Pro, which is basically... Uh, what's it called on the iPhone? Night, night mode, night switch. Uh, not True Tone. What? What's the other one? The one I never use anymore. Night shift. There we go. Oh, but they both yeah, have yeah. night shift.
0: Yeah. Okay, so they just... Become a warmer color in the evenings. Yeah, you, you tell
1: it your bedtime, and over the hours leading up to and over your bedtime, it'll
0: transition to from white to yellow light. Are I'm not very familiar with the the Kobo devices. Are these exclusively e-readers? Do they have other functionality? Like, is this like an Android tablet, basically, or or how do these work?
1: This is very much not an Android tablet. <laughs> Okay. You can I could almost, I could very quickly describe the things you can do with it. Okay. So you can buy from the Kobo store a book that is um mm-hmm. of course Kobo has their own subscription service called Kobo Plus where you pay like $5 a month and I don't know, get unlimited books, I haven't tried it that much. Um, they have the OverDrive integration which I mentioned where you borrow books from your well from whatever library you have a membership to. Mm -hmm. And actually, they actually have audiobook integration, which is cool. So, you can – actually, I'm not sure if you can borrow an audiobook with Overdrive, but you can certainly buy audiobooks from Kobo and pair Mm -hmm. your Bluetooth headphones with them. Um, I'm getting to the end of the list now. It has pocket (laughs) integration. <laughs> so it automatically okay. sync your uh saved later articles from pocket, mm-hmm. which is nice. And I'm racking my brains for any other features. I think I've reached the end. I do believe the one I didn't buy, the more expensive one, can also sync with Dropbox.
0: Oh, okay. But that's, that's a feature, about it. just the the Sage.
1: That's the Sage's feature,
0: I believe. Okay. Yeah, they they these devices look very similar. Just you know, without reading the text specs, I can't, I can't at a glance tell what makes one better than the other.
1: Hmm. Well, if you look at screen size, that's really the main one. The Clara's six, the Libra's seven, and I believe the Sage's eight. And then once you discount the screen size, there's not much else to differentiate them. Buttons, physical buttons, I suppose, on the higher end. Sage
0: supports some kind of stylus for for annotating your books.
1: Mm, Yep. Well, I've heard... The is made from recycled plastic, if that makes you happy. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard good things now from you and yeah. the ATP guys so yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm very happy with it it's a, it's very fast there's no complaints about the speed I've mm-hmm. just been since I bought it I've just been buried in novels ever since and done little else nice. um, read a couple of books from American author John Nance or Nance Uh, aviation type um, NDSB investigation sort of novels Mm -hmm. interesting because I just like aviation and at the moment I'm reading uh, Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte which is also a classic
0: if only it had Apple Books
1: yeah and I've got books in Apple Books I've got books in the Kindle store
0: at the end of the day Mm -hmm. it doesn't
1: really matter because I'm not buying books on this thing I'm just borrowing them and then after my two or three weeks is up then they go back and that's the end of my exchange I'm not building up a, a library here I'm not laying mm-hmm. out laying any money it feels quite nice it just feels like I'm going to the library without leaving my couch which is what was missing when I had the Kindle maybe it was there maybe it wasn't I don't know I can't remember
0: we have oh okay I was going to say, we have an app in the States as well for, like, you know, checking out libraries. Like, you have to have a, a physical library card to use it. It's called mm-hmm. Libby, but I see it's made by OverDrive.
1: Yeah, Libby is so. just the app. It's it's okay. very confusing. I know OverDrive has existed for a long time, but there still is mm-hmm. not a perfect system. Like, you can start at overdrive.com and go through, like, you, I mean, you can look at books through Overdrive, but then you click something and then suddenly on like the state library's catalog page, which is a different URL, and then you click somewhere else and suddenly you're at like getlibby.com, which is just the app for Overdrive, same company. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's too complicated for what it is, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much as long as you just yeah. do everything on the Kobo you don't need to know anything after you've just signed up for all these services and give them your library card number
0: I suppose that could, could work for me too then my problem is uh, so I've got a ton of, of back catalog in the, in the books app that I have purchased that I still want to read through um, my work like allocates, everyone gets like a personal development budget every year that you can spend on, you know, whatever you want, and uh I was I made it to the end of last year and I had like two hundred fifty dollars to spend, and so I just bought like, like, fifteen books in in Apple Books that I <laughs> wanted to read. So I'm I'm working my way through that still.
1: It may be worth looking into the the app you're probably familiar with called Calibre or Calibre, however it's pronounced. I'm sure it's Calibre now. I think of it. Hmm. Because it's quite trivial to strip the DRM from Kindle books. I wonder if it's the same for Apple books.
0: I'm aware of the app, but yeah, I've never... Well, yeah. here's a problem too, and maybe it's not a problem, I don't know. Um, specifically with the the books that I bought at the end of last year, I, I did something I've never done before, and I, I got them all as audiobooks. Uh I thought... I like podcasts so much. Maybe I can listen to the books and that'll be, I can consume more that way. It's actually mm-hmm. harder to consume them as audiobooks, I found, because of the amount of notes I want to take. Uh, I can't oh, just right. listen to them in yep. the car or anything. So, anyway, the audiobooks was a mistake, but I don't know if you can st- strip DRM from them or not, or how that works.
1: Yeah. These Kobos have audiobook functionality, but mm-hmm. I reckon the pain of, like connecting whatever headset you have with your Kobo is probably not worth just using the Kobo, Kobo? app or whatever audiobook app you have on your phone and listening to it that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't imagine ever using it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of e paper screens though. Those look so nice to read on.
1: They are amazing to read on. I've tried hard to read on the the iPhone screen. You know, being OLED, the iPad screen, of course. Mm -hmm. I've tried like the inverted mode where the screen is black and the text is white. Tried all the different tones of white that you can have as a backing of text. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I just can't read for very long on a screen that is like shining in my eyes. Whereas these e-ink screens, well, firstly, if, if, you, if the ambient light's bright enough, of course, there's no light. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in a dark room, the way they light themselves is as if you just had a lamp over your shoulder. There's, there's no strain on the eyes at all. In fact, it's sometimes even better than having a lamp over your shoulder because you have, you know, all these tiny adjustments you can make to make it the perfect brightness. I'm hmm. so many articles that I used to read on my computer. Now I'm just sending to Pocket and then reading on the e-reader. If it's longer than a page, send it to the Kobo. Really? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I might have to try it out. And
1: they're not that expensive either.
0: Yeah, I specifically like, um, like reading outside, and the glare on the screen makes it hard on iPad. Oh yeah,
1: it's awful. Yep.
0: Although I don't know how much reading outside I can do anymore because my neighbors are too friendly. If I set my front porch, I'm asking (laughs) you in an hour-long conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sounds really, really, uh, I don't know, old-fashioned to sit on a front porch, though. Just the concept of having a front porch to sit
0: on. I I do. I I have a, a covered front porch with, you know, it's got... Some furniture, some chairs, and a table. I can just sit out there and watch over my land.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yell at the kids walking by. That's right. So that was my shopping. Um. Besides that, uh, just looking at my um, Amazon uh, orders page, uh, I bought some. Sponges for the kitchen, some moisturiser, <laughs> USB-C cable, extension cable, because the, the one that comes with the MagSafe puck isn't long enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and a desk stand for the MagSafe, actually, yeah. That, I kind of did that in jest, but I've, I've reached something that is worth, it was barely worth talking about, but I bought an Elago MS3. It's just a, a dock that lets you put your existing MagSafe charger into it so your phone is raised up off the desk and it works
0: wonderfully. Hmm. Pretty sleek looking.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: I have a Elago MS2.
1: Oof, old news, mate. MS2. <laughs> oh, gosh. Elago's come a long way since then. Actually, I couldn't find the difference between the MS3 and the MS2 so I just bought the newer one.
0: What? It's a completely different thing. How could you not tell the is difference? It?
1: Maybe I was looking at something else. I'll send Actually, you. Actually, <laughs> I spent a lot of my time being confused because I'd read El Argo as El Gato, which is a very common <laughs> brand when you're buying Apple stuff, and uh, yeah, at least 10 minutes of wondering why I wasn't getting what I needed. That's oh, funny. the MS2 is totally different. I wonder what yeah. I was thinking. Hmm.
0: Uh, the MS-1 is somewhere in between the MS-2 and the MS-3. <laughs> but I like the MS-3. It it's, looks like it's made of metal, right? It is. Very heavy metal. Yeah.
1: Wait, they've got an MS-4 as well. Oh, I was uh, robbed. <laughs> and it's the same price. <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. Old news. <laughs> uh, I like the MS-3 better. The MS-4 is not quite as minimalist. It looks
1: it's excessive isn't it yeah the ms4 is mm-hmm. rubbish ms5 is <laughs> where it's at really
0: <laughs> we're just doing amazon lists let's see what do i have paint markers for elizabeth's class um the, i got some new mixing bowls because i accidentally melted mine um, <laughs> that sounds like a, a story port- I just poured hot oil in plastic mixing bowls. So I bought metal ones now, so I don't have to worry about that hot anymore. Oil, wow. Yeah. I got another door handle for one of my doors in the basement. Um, a light bulb and filter for my microwave. <laughs> a light lights bulb
1: it. for your microwave, okay.
0: Yeah, I've got, you know, the microwave that mounts over your range, so it illuminates, has lights on the bottom to illuminate your countertop and they mm, burn out very fancy. So I buy LED ones so they won't they won't burn out as quickly mm. and they don't get as hot. Cuz mm. those things would get hot. But
1: don't you want things to be hot around that food?
0: So it's it cooks it's not doing it's not <laughs> and that little extra heat from the the incandescent light bulb that cooked my food quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the easy bake ovens that little kids have. Cook with a light bulb. <laughs> Cute. Is that a thing over there? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's my Amazon cart for the last few weeks. Hmm. Very interesting. Hmm.
1: How much are you paying for for Amazon uh, Prime? Assuming you have Amazon Prime, because they've just upped the prices on us. It's Ooh. gone from a a very palatable seven dollars a month to ten dollars a month. Outrageous.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't. I play. I pay yearly. And I don't even know. We'll know what it is. Mm, okay. Let's see. Fifteen dollars a month, according to this quick Google search. What? Or 100, 140 dollars a year.
1: Fifteen dollars a month is like twenty-two is Australian dollars a month.
0: Yeah, it's even more. It's like there.
1: four times what I'm paying now.
0: When I started paying for Amazon, uh, three Forma, it was a hundred dollars a year. So it's almost a fifty percent mm. increase since I started paying for it. Wow. And I don't even think my service has gotten better as a result. I think it's gotten worse. Because mm. it used to be when you bought Amazon Prime, you got two-day delivery on everything. And now Amazon takes as long as it wants to deliver. It's not quick mm. anymore. So yeah, and you used to have
1: unlimited ad hoc streaming, if that's the word for it. Now it's just like free Spotify streaming where it kind of plays whatever it wants.
0: Mm. Uh, I mean, I get their Amazon Prime Video app, but I don't really use it. So, Mm. Anyway. Maybe not worth it anymore.
1: Maybe we should note down our slow decline in a daily journal app. Mm. Like day one? No, I don't want to use day one. I want to use something made by Apple because they value my privacy. Mm, the Notes app. Mm,
0: it just doesn't seem to do the job. I want something more dedicated to this task. Something something that will recommend you prompts based on the people you were around during the day? That sounds really creepy. So do you think that's
1: where this is heading?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what this rumor says. Is it Oh, does it? Keep Keep track of where you went during the day and the people you were around, and it will prompt you with writing prompts. Huh. Maybe it's not in the article you linked here specifically, but it definitely was discussed in some posts around this time.
1: No, the article I linked explicitly states that the app will also offer all-day people discovery to detect a user's Mm. physical proximity to other people. It's a little creepy.
0: With it being Apple and it all being on-device... Makes it feel better to me, I assume the layperson probably would would be you know very creeped out by that um I think that I think the concept could be neat, you know all the days blurred together for me sometimes, so it'd have something like very specifically allows me to keep track of like who I was hanging out with or what I was doing could be an interesting gimmick at least,
1: yeah it does. Sound a bit like a gimmick, doesn't it? because you know in ten years i 'm gonna look back and all my friends had iPhones and I never hung out with anyone else because <laughs> the the phone didn't know that they were near me because they had
0: Android phones, <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you really want those other people in your life anyway? Are they even people? ooh, that's a throwback to
1: episode two of the podcast. Uh, wow, that's going back. I mean, if there's any time to do it, it's the it's the penultimate recording for, for this season. <laughs> mm.
0: I don't know. Journaling in general is something that I've dabbled with on and off throughout my life, either in the form of apps like day one or or physical journals or things like that. Um but it's it's not something I've ever been able to like develop a habit around. You know? It's it's something that I I pick up for a few days or a couple of weeks and then don't do anymore. I'm I think even one
1: step behind that because the idea sounds good and I'm motivated enough to give the idea some thought, but I'm not sure even once I've put pen to paper or finger to keyboard in the task of writing a journal. But maybe what I need is a few writing prompts just to get me going, you know? Right, Just like yeah. I needed a, a storyboard in iMovie to make all those movies I was planning to make.
0: <laughs> the, the thing that I found that usually pushes me over the edge to, like, start trying journaling again is, like, when I'm experiencing... Uh, like some kind of strong emotions. Like I want to, I want to document this to look back on um, like the, the home buying process a year and a half ago is like stressing about it every single day. Felt like I was never going to get over the hill. So I was like, I'm going to write down about my day to day so I can look back on this in a year and laugh at how stressed I was about <laughs> looking at houses. Um, mm-hmm. Or uh, I think the time before that was, uh, like elizabeth had had like climbed into bed to to snuggle with me or something and she fell asleep and she was laying on my chest and i was laying there thinking like this is not going to last for much longer you know a few years from now i'm gonna miss when she wanted to do this and so i'm gonna write this down about how great this is and um yeah those are the last two things i can remember that actually prompted me to start a journal it was very short-lived but
1: well at least you have them now i suppose I suppose the problem is,
0: mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you write in a journal for like three days or a week or whatever, it ends up feeling like it's not worth keeping around. I mean, I I guess it is, but it's like in a physical notebook, especially it's like, I'm not going to keep this notebook with three pages written on. I'm just going to get rid of this.
1: (laughs) Uh, So you're saying you don't even have those things
0: anymore. I think I do have those journals still, but they're, I don't know where they are. They're probably in a box from when I moved. So if they were in your phone
1: and they mm-hmm. synced with iCloud, that'd be the perfect solution to that problem at least.
0: Yeah. Especially if their journal app has like iPad, Apple Pencil stuff. Handwriting feels more intimate. I feel like for journaling, it really lends itself to that. So I'd kind of like to be able to handwrite those. I wonder if I what know. this
1: app it's really is is a, a merging of freeform and clips into this monstrosity <laughs> called clip form or free clips. Free, free, free clips.
0: <laughs> 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 so you can make like short videos to accompany your journal entries? Is that where the clips contribution comes from? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now okay. Look. Yeah, I mean, the Photos app itself does such a good job of like those, like those memory slideshows. I could totally see mm-hmm. like if you if you go out in the town for a day and like it, it makes a slideshow to accompany your journal entry for for what you did for the day. You know, that could be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I just value the. Uh, yeah, I yeah value the images more than the a text. Like the visual story of it mm-hmm. seems to write a thousand words. Is that the expression? Yeah, Picture pictures tell a, a thousand words. words. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could spend half an hour writing a journal or three seconds taking a photo. Uh,
0: well, I think you're. I think you're journaling wrong. If it would tell you the same thing, a photo would tell you right because in my mind a journal isn't just like (laughs) you know this is what i did this is who i was with it's more like this is what i was feeling this is you know the things that were on my mind you know stuff that you can't photograph
1: a truly great photo can tell you all those things (laughs) i'm only kidding yeah i see what you mean that's why a combination of Freeform and Clips is the ideal. You can have the photo and you can have your feelings as well. Free Clips. Yep. <laughs> For <in> June 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, It could be your new venture, James. You need to make that app. It's just a notes app though, isn't it? You can already put photos in a notes app. Or what we need is a oh, yeah. photos app that you can add text to. Long form text. You can you can put notes on your photos.
0: Yeah, not really long form though, just keywords and titles, right? Uh, I don't know. It's not something I've ever tried to do, but I've I've noticed there's a there's an ad caption section under the photos. Yeah,
1: I've never tried to max out the length on that with
0: anything longer than a few words. Do, okay, so you you have put captions on photos before. Does that provide any value, or or what do you use that for?
1: Um. I have used it specifically to tag things like, oh, I took all these photos on Kodak Tri-X 400. So, then I can go back and say, oh, there's all the photos I took with that film stock or all the photos I took with that camera,
0: blah, okay. blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe I'll play with captions someday. That that might be fun.
1: Or am I thinking of keywords? Let me just have a quick I- look. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking of keywords. I'm sure with a smart album, you can probably reference captions. Yes, you can. So that's where they can come in handy. But I'm not sure the benefit over keywords.
0: I've never gotten into smart albums because it's such a Mac only thing. They brought it to the iPhone. Maybe I'd play with it.
1: Here we go. Captions are shown on your iPhone, iPad, iPod. Mm. Keywords only shown on your Mac.
0: Well, we're only a couple of weeks away from hearing about this journaling app,
1: and even more importantly, or something I'm even more excited about, the VR headset seems to be an inevitability at this point. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. It's gonna be like the the day after I get back from Disney World. So I'm gonna be nice and exhausted for it. Perfect.
1: plop Mm -hmm. down on the couch or your dining table, wherever you do things. (laughs)
0: Chalk on the TV. Yeah, there's definitely a a couch. You got to recline, turn on the show or the keynote. Mm, Yeah. And then have no one to share it with. I mean, (laughs) you can still message me. I'm not disappearing. (laughs) Okay. I guess maybe it's better because I don't have to try to save my reactions for the for the show so i could text you my thoughts as they're happening
1: yeah at 2am
0: make sure i've got D &D
1: turned on if i'm not up you're gonna have a newborn you'll be up (laughs) true (laughs) true. (laughs) 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 Uh. yeah all right text me your thoughts and then i'll use chat gpt to create a podcast episode there you go (laughs) (laughs) we can keep publishing
0: I'm James VDM on Reddit and Mastodon, and I'm Jellywoot on Reddit and D3 Codes on Mastodon, and the show notes are at reddit.com/slash-r/slash/bluebubblepod. <coughs> so, what are you, what is what are you anticipating as far as um like this this break? goes are we done for a couple years are we done indefinitely is this gonna be something is like a couple of months well
1: when i first thought about it i thought probably mm-hmm. 12 months mm-hmm. but this year i have found it increasingly difficult to have the time free to record mm-hmm. and to edit the shows so it could be longer i'm just gonna to have to wait and see what my time is like in 12 months from now and, and review it then, I suppose.
0: All right, that's fair. I don't know what I'm going to do with my mornings anymore. Be a father.
1: Talk Gross. to your neighbors.
0: <laughs>
1: get to know their middle names.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, don't know that yet. Visit
1: Perth. That's just a weekend trip, right?
0: Oh, my goodness. It's on my list. And I hear about it from Elizabeth all the time.
1: Well, next year, I think I'll be making a trip to the continent. So, I do wonder if I can wrangle a, a route to buy a North America home. i have to see how the finances are because I'm sure it will double the trip cost overall. When you say the continent, what is, what is the continent? You know how people in Great Britain call Europe the continent? That's what nope. I was going for. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've been reading too much Charlotte Bronte. That's what I've been doing. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you're going to Germany, is that what you're saying?
1: It's probably gonna happen next year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The States is a little out of the way <laughs> between Germany and Australia. I mean, is
1: it though? It's like on the way if you go the long way. It, do you usually fly over the states between? Or how do you No you no get? no, that's why I said it's the long way. You would never do I that. But okay. I mean I have. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, we have an international airport. You know, less than an hour from here, we
1: can make it happen. The uh, Kansas City International. Yep. I believe it was the main airport in the novel I read on Tuesday. Hmm. Final was- approach by John J. Nance or Nance.
0: <laughs> it's a. Gr- it was a great airport. It, it we just got a brand new one. Oh. Like it just opened up a couple months ago. So it was it Is was that, a relic of its time mm-hmm. before uh, airport security was a big deal. <laughs> mm. uh, so I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before or not, but like airports have like centralized security checkpoint where it's like you, you check in and then once you're on the other side of security, it's like, all the restaurants, all the terminals and stuff are on the other side of the security checkpoints, right? hmm Uh the Kansas City International Airport had uh, no centralized security. Every terminal had its own security checkpoint. So as as a person who lives in Kansas City, with, with Kansas City International being your like departure or you know, final destination. Uh, terminal it's great because the security lines are so short because you're only waiting for the same people who are on that you know you're waiting in line with only the people that are on the same flight as you to get into that terminal hmm. um so you get in and out really quick but if it's a layover airport which it is for most people you've got to leave security and then go back through security and uh it's it's very annoying and people hated kci for that reason um <laughs> so we've uh you know standardized now and this new airport's got you know the the one centralized security and then everything's on the other side of it
1: just like an airport should be
0: (laughs) yeah